Episode 58 of the Press Pass Podcast, presented by the Press Republican, with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Knight Editor Venro, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca, and we're back after a little week break, and man, we have a lot to talk about, but first of all, Joe, I actually haven't, like, people might be confused in terms of when I always ask you, how are you doing, but I really haven't seen you much of late, so how are you? No, you haven't, Joey Bats. <laughs> um, doing okay, hanging in there, how are I'm, you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm definitely trying each day to hang in there yes, and do the best we can with the, with the sports schedule and whatnot, mm-hmm. but that's good, so Ben, how are you? I'm doing good. I just noticed the windows open again. Yes, Joe. Yes. Joe made sure to made sure open yeah, it a little feels bit. Nice. So if anybody nice. ever hears like, "Wow, you know, like there's there's studio," like we hear noises. Well, we want some fresh air. So like you get a real atmosphere of what it is, and it's always good during COVID to have some circulation in a room. It is, and it's the community out there. I mean, I just heard a car honking, and I thought, "Wow, it's like New York City out there." There's always very angry people on our road out there. there right? yeah, yes. yes. Miller, Miller Street attracts them. Miller, trying to get into the post office. Miller Street definitely has some angry people uh, driving on the road. But we're not even going to go any further before. Actually, wait. Do you want to tell your story first, or are we going to talk no, about? No, actually, wait. Can I? Can I tell a story? Oh, you're going to tell a story first. Well, I just want to do a what grinds my gears. Okay, we're going to do what grinds your gears. Exactly. Yes, on Miller Street. Yes, there's two sides of the street that you can park on to go into the post office. And it just seems as though people, they almost like, it's almost like a game sometimes. They hunch behind their cars and then run out of the user <laughs> coming up. It's like, whoa, where did you come from? So people, you know, wave a little flag before you yeah. run out of traffic. The In the early 2000s, they actually tried reverse angle parking. That would be good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good? <laughs> Rever- knew how to do it. Reverse ah. angle parking? Yep. Like, like you go like, in... Oh, back in oh, okay. on an angle. Yeah, um, on the side of the road. I yeah. People were going like this. <laughs> people were going like that. In every direction uh, except for the one that you horrible, needed to. Horrible, uh, horrible. Yeah. Didn't yeah, I don't know how to fix that problem, but just people, just be careful. Look both ways first. <laughs> yes. I think we need to get the hovercrafts going sooner. Like, then that totally takes away all the issues. No parking problems. Yeah, no parking problems. I think we need to just take away the parking spots and have you park in the press Republican parking lot. And charge people them. already do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, been doing it for years. But did you really play tuba in high school? No, I misspoke. I played trombone. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why my head You played tuba? tuba? No, trombone. <laughs> he would have been the wah, 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 Well, wah. which I, I, we t- brought this up because yes. uh, we just got a news release from Plattsburgh State. Yeah. Saying it's Steve Moffat and the men's hockey program and the music department yes. are trying to form a pep band. It's funny you say that. Games. So when I was in Ward He said, oh, I'll get out my tube and brush it off. <laughs> when I was in Ward Hall today after my class on one of the posters in Ward Hall literally said... Uh, you know, men's hockey pep band. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And, and it's so funny you say that the now. The press really said, you don't even have to be a good musician. <laughs> yeah. Just be loud and passionate. Honestly. Be loud and proud <laughs> and support your Cardinals. Now, I was telling Joe, I thought that back in like the early 2010s, they had a house band. They did have something small. Like there were definitely like something like that. It was something that Bob Emery initially tried to make and then it kind of died out. It never really picked up enough steam. Because I remember the passionate... And amateur performances of Sweet Caroline's. Yeah, from down the Yeah, there's nothing worse than like when you have you know some people who are trying, but there's just not enough, and it's and it's almost 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they have? Did they still have the couch potato? No, no. The that one. Potato? That one. That went away when they put in like the new seats and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. the couch potato. The couch potato. So when they used that to have cool. when they used to have bleachers at the Plattsburgh Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. So in the well, it would be the far corner. So the the way you would walk into the arena. Um, on the far left-hand side, yeah. when you would curl down, there would actually just be a couch. So be- before the game would start, I can't remember how they did it. a raffle. It. I think it was a raffle, or no, it would be ticket number. No, I think it was the number on the program. Yeah. So you would get your hockey program. You would pick that up, and on the program, it would have a number. And before each game started, they would say number sixty-five is tonight's couch potato. And what would happen? And what would happen would be you would instead of being um, on the like wherever you're sitting in the bleachers, you would get to go and watch the game like right at the ice level on a couch, and from period to period, three or four of your friends. Yeah, with three or four of your friends and people, and like there would be somebody, one of the workers there would bring you food out. Like they would come down and ask you like after each period, like okay, what would you like to eat? And like they would. I got to do it once. Yeah, 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 it was it was really fun. It was really fun. Like I thought it was so I thought it was so much fun. And um there was that and then there was one time when I was also little, you know the little game where it would, it would be between periods where um they would put up the wooden Squirrel. Bo- the wood the wooden board yeah. and you would have the little holes. Squirrel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I did I got to do that once and I did it. Right in the middle. And it was the Oswego. You sunk it? Yeah. I was seven years old. And it was the Oswego game. So I got a lot of money from that. (laughs) Because it was like a 50-50 type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I got to to live like the... As a kid, you li- I lived the, the glory days of Plattsburgh State Hockey. Yeah. Investigation. What happened to the couch? Where's the couch now? The couch is <laughs> probably lit on fire. That <laughs> probably should have been. That thing was great. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was pretty grungy. And it was not like... The couch know, potato system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like the most... Luxurious. Not, yeah, luxurious. <laughs> but like it was, it was um, the symbolism. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. Yeah, you like get to watch the game on the couch, you get free food. Yeah, yeah. you'd be right down on the boards and stuff. Oh, it was, it was great. It was really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that's what the couch potato is. Yeah, yeah. but the band that that would be interesting. I just remember one day. Ben, would you join the band? I would join the band. Hey, you know, again, no experience needed. <laughs> you get a free ticket to every game and a jersey. I just remember when they had the creepy guy that wore the full bodysuit of, like, what was it? Pink oh, the morph suit. Or or, morph yeah. suit guy, yeah. Yes, that was a weird. They had, <laughs> there's some weird people that go to some of these games, but it's fun. Because there was one time I remember where there wasn't, like, one morph suit guy. There were, like, multiple morph suit guys. And they're just kind of, like, running around the ring, like, throughout the game. And it was like, oh, there's the morph suit guys. I've always been creeped out by those things. That was a trend. That was a trend in, like, the early yeah, 2010s. Yeah, I didn't even think that was officially authorized. <laughs> it was not. I think that's what just guys do. <laughs> it was it was weird. Well, I think if they're gonna have a pep band for the men's team, they should have it for the women's team. Of too. course, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, I I think I mean I think this is an initiative that the men's team is trying to do, but the women's team could certainly pick up steam for that. I think it would. I honestly yes. think it would be great for ba- honestly hockey. It would be cool. I think a pep band for basketball would be awesome because there's nowhere for the sound to go in Memorial Hall, so it would be much louder. Oh, when I was in high school, every high school had a pep band. Yeah, it was awesome. It yeah. was great, man. Yeah, I Drink think it up. And you, it just gives that energy, you know, and, even and, even when the crowd's a little quiet. And people, when I was in high school and even younger, used to go to basketball games. Big basketball, high school basketball was big. Yeah, and they would um, get. Uh, grocery bags, pl- paper grocery bags, 
and take newspapers and cut them up into little confettis and fill their bags. And then every time a big play, they throw confetti in the air. That's pretty cool. Nobody does that anymore. No, nobody does Probably anything like that. The janitor's like, oh, God. <laughs> that's my floor. <laughs> Wouldn't be too happy about that. That's, but that's as much cool, as though. I like pet bands, uh, especially at the ice arena, you can't beat the little musical you know, interludes from the up top where they play like two seconds of Welcome to the Jungle oh, <laughs> yeah. between like the things. That my favorite thing at a hockey game is when there's like a scuffle and like there's a little fight going on and they play kung fu fighting and I yes. just think that's always I just think I just think that's always so funny like you have those little moments where it's like you know oh everyone's like yeah yeah hit him, hit him. and it's like everybody was kung fu fighting well I have to say that in, in terms of cheering on teams and women's teams the Saranac boys uh, athletes at Saranac High School yes. have done a marvelous job of showing up for girls soccer games mm-hmm. and in mass and yeah. cheering like crazy oh, for yeah. the girls soccer team. And it's pretty cool. Never used to see that. Uh, so boys cheering on girls is pretty awesome. Yeah, I no, think that's Pla- cool. Plattsburgh High, High boys, they've done a good job at the the girls' games that I've been yeah, at. Yeah, they've all modeled it after Saranac. Yeah. Saranac started it about five or six years ago. I remember um, Tim Mulligan said to his uh, his team after a game, his girls' team after a game, he's like, hey, it would be great to go and show support uh, for the boys, you know, since they showed support for us, but let's let's be a little nicer than they were tonight. And it was really funny. <laughs> I mean, they weren't doing anything crazy or anything mm-hmm. like that, but he's like, let's, let's just be a little kinder when we're there. But <laughs> yeah, it's the funny. fact that, yeah, that if you get, you know, a couple of some good bros together, like a dozen or so, they could be a fun, yeah, cheering section. Oh, yeah. So, I mm-hmm. mean, they, they, were, they were, were the school colors. They paint their faces. Mm-hmm. So they're I had a blast in high school, like, you know, because, you know, for me, it was I was always playing things. But, you know, you go support the girls' team or things like that. Or you go support a different team that your friends are playing on. Yeah. Like, you make it's, signs. And yeah, you make signs. Or you're just, like, the obnoxious guy. Like, I was the guy, like, before they got outlawed, I always had the Vuvuzela. Oh. And, like, and I was I was that guy. Vuvuzela. And, uh, Came out about the same time as Silly Bands. Yeah, I, I would literally just be out there and be like, yeah, go Knights, mom. <laughs> it would be great. It was Thank so, God they were outlawed. Yeah, they were out a lot. Although I will say somebody had it at the Saranac PHS football game on Saturday. Somebody had one. I was like, hey, those aren't supposed to be there. (laughs) I thought it was so cool. They only blew it once the entire game. Just once. Play the forbidden (laughs) note. (laughs) That was so much fun. I mean, that used to be it. We we always had a ton of those in high school. It was fun. Oh, it was so loud. It had like bees. At our pep pep rally, our senior year, like a bunch of them, a bunch of us just had it like in, in the school and we were just blowing them in like the senior lounge or like the classrooms <laughs> and stuff and the teachers would be like hey knock it off <laughs> I but, remember they came out the same time as silly bands is those the things that you on your wrist alright no they're the rubber things yeah but yes uh, yeah fun. all I remember is that the world cup was over in like Africa South Africa yes yeah, yep. so they had them that's like, where they originated oh, whenever you turned on the TV you were there bro <laughs> <laughs> everybody had one <laughs> everybody yeah, and that's one of the few times that, like... Vuvuzela, I haven't thought of that in a long time. The Vuvuzelas are great. I'm telling you, those are fun. And now people just call them, like, you know, air That'd horns. That'd be a great name for a fantasy team. I was thinking that, and it would actually be a great name for, like, a, uh, an animal. You know, Vuvuzela, get over here. You could just call them Vuvu for short. You know, <laughs> I think true. it would be that's fun. Right. I think it was my uncle that showed me they had a didgeridoo one time, and those are fun. 
Really? Like the expert version of Vuvuzelas. Yes. <laughs> it's like an actual orchestra. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they should bring a Vuvuzela into the pep band for the hockey games. Yeah, I think they need to like cobble together an interesting mix. You have like a flute player, a, a triangle player, or a Vuvuzela player. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> tambourine. Tambourine. <laughs> All right, here we go. What are we going to play? I don't know. That's fun. That's fun. But oh, hey. one, one last question. This You posted a very fun photo the other day of... Um, kids watching a game. Was that the Taranac group? Yes, Taranac yes. boys. They look fun. Yeah. Mm. It's just the fact that yeah, they got their arms in the air and like... It's a good atmosphere. Hey. It's a good photo on Joe's Twitter. And, so. and one of the girls' players, Leah Parker, her father, um, went to the concession stand, gave him a hundred bucks and say, announced that all the boys have a snack on me. <laughs> oh, that's hey. cool. So they all ran over there. <laughs> that's fun. It was a very nice gesture. Doesn't doesn't he work out... Doesn't he own Bailey Ford? <laughs> Uh, or Parker Chevrolet or something like that. Yeah, hey, what, I, would, what, I would totally do that. Go to yeah. a game and say, "All right, everybody, free snacks on me." <laughs> yeah. Everyone every would be like, yeah. <laughs> "That's awesome, though. That's cool." It is. Cool. I'm sure the but kids. Are, speaking of kids, cause for celebration, kids will remember that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of celebration, yes, we yeah. have reopened. Well, soon to be reopening completely the border. Completely, yes. It's the door is partially open now. It's all the way <laughs> for fully vaccinated Canadians. Yes. Yes. In November. <laughs> yes. I mean, this has been a long time coming. 19 months. 19 months. And I think the the real push to open the border didn't really get going until this spring, April, May. When mm. people, when the officials kind of took off the kick gloves and said, you know what? <laughs> well, well and, and caseloads were down yes. at that time. Uh, mm. Vaccines came out in December, January by April, May. It, they were working, or we were seeing the effect of that, and the caseloads were down. It was kind of like right before Delta hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody started pushing, like, hey, we need the border yeah. open, especially for summer, mm-hmm. for the summer season. But, but then, it didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work. Delta hit, cases went up, yeah. and summer I've, slipped by. And summer's gone, and I th- I was surprised. I thought, well, they're, gonna, they're not going to open the border again until next mm-hmm. summer. Can they still, from an economic standpoint, do you still think that they can benefit from, you know, at least the holiday seasons? Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Um, In our article today, yeah, it seemed kind of an open question. Some people thought it was too late. Some people thought, well, we can get a bit of Christmas Although, I don't. I don't know how much Christmas shopping is actually. Well, that's what done. one person said. Yeah, is the fact. That I think it's more coming here to do things, mm. and, well, and that that window is kind of shut. The, the, the other, I mean, there's a lot of details that still need to be ironed out about exactly how this is going to work and what it's going to look like. Because um, right now, uh, Kara Chapman and I were just talking about uh, Canada requires a negative test. Uh, within 72 hours right. going back to Canada. Yeah. So what if you just want to come for a day? A uh, few Ooh. hours. Yeah. Uh, come to find out that if you have a negative test in Canada mm-hmm. and you come to the United States, if you return within 72 hours, You're fine. that negative test is valid. Okay. I mean, that's, so re- that's reasonable. They can make day trips. Yeah. The logistics mm-hmm. of it, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Even if you want to stay overnight and then but come But the back. big impact is probably going to be at the airport. All the Canadian snowbirds yeah. will come here to fly south for the mm-hmm. winter, leave their cars. Um, a lot of them, when they come here, they'll come a day or two early and maybe do some shopping or yeah. hang around here and then fly out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll we'll see that impact, hopefully. But, you know, little by little, hopefully yeah. it'll get back. 
I think so. I mean, from from just <coughs> the logistics of it, I thought the other thing that was interesting is they must have data, health health data, to back up this decision, which tells so. which tells me hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this means they're going off of this, and this will this means that they don't anticipate the winter being as bad. Um, but who knows? Who, yeah, that's the problem with this whole pandemic for 19 months now is everything changes all the time. Yep. And you question all your decisions. <laughs> exactly. And the booster shots are a whole thing. Like, for me, like, I'm I'm waiting for Moderna to come out with the booster shot. Like, I can't get mine. Yep. You know what I mean? The people who got Pfizer, you know, they're eligible for the – the people who are eligible for a booster shot can get it. But, like – you can't go from, you know, you can't get Moderna and then you can't get the Pfizer can't booster. Yeah. I wish you could. That'd be nice. You can't have a party mix of vaccines. <laughs> a concoction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I was reading something as well, and there's been a dime a dozen of these articles of what lessons we should learn from COVID for the next pandemic. And I think the border is definitely going to be one that's going to be scrutinized of. Look, you know, this wasn't clean. <laughs> this wasn't efficient. People had questions, you know, is that we got to, he, he would hope that the government would be more transparent next time when they. Well, the that's the problem. I think you, we've had uh, two administrations in a row that, you know, Canada's not on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a big priority for them. Gubernatorial administrations. And, or, president, presidential, and presidential uh-huh. and, and gubernatorial. Mm. Um, and I don't even know if Obama was that in tune with Canada. Mm. And who's before Obama? Bush. Oh, no, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these... these it, yes, we talk about China, we talk about Russia, we talk about, you know... Canada is always taken for granted. Yes. Uh, it's Even though it's our biggest trading partner. And our biggest neighbor. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Show some love for the Canadians. And as yeah. we know here is that if you go to within a certain distance of the border, they're practically the same communities sometimes. Like people Absolutely. live in, up there and drive down here for work and back and as, forth. As we said, oh, no question about it. Yeah. Look, at, look at the names in the North Country. Uh-huh. Trombley, Rabidou, mm-hmm. Labarge, Provost, Leclerc. Uh, it's true. Proud. They're all Canadian. Yeah. Canadian Americans. Giroux. I mean, heck, you know, we were going through a while ago, I remember in the newsroom talking about all the Canadian-Americans in office right here, you know, Colin Reed, and there are a couple others that... Um, and Yeti. Yes. Jay LeBron. <laughs> the Canadians walk among us. Oh, you make them, you make them sound like daunting people. <laughs> yes. You can tell a Canadian, you bump into them and they apologize to you. <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. Um, no, we love our Canadian neighbors. And as, you know, as has been pointed out, is that, you know, I remember I have a friend who works at Sam's Club and he's always talking about, oh, you know, the Canadians, they come down here, they drive slow and they, you know, they crowd the stores and that kind of thing. But even he was saying it's weird without no, the Canadians down here. Super, like, I miss it, them. It's and Joe, I think I think Joe wrote in his, um, in one editorial, maybe not the one recently, but the license plates. Jamie that, Sauvien. Yes, that you look around the parking lot and you see all Quebec license plates. And <laughs> no. No? I haven't been that way. No, so. that is a, it is an interesting interesting concept. But it's good. I mean, it's a sign. It's it's a step in the right direction, right? And that's what that's all we could ask yeah. for at this point is continue. Let's get let's keep trending yeah. in this for direction. Around here this week is big news. Yeah. But and it's true as you were saying, Joe, is that you know, even as I was saying that is that you take it for granted that they're just, you know, a, there's just part of the community 
And so, you know, you, you take it for granted that the part of the tax rolls, <laughs> you know, but then once it's actually gone, it's like... <laughs> and, it, and it's kind of unique it, it, because, you know, the rest, a lot of other parts of the country, you see uh, dual language signs, English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. But up here we see yeah. English and French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, visitors to this region might say, what is that? It's French. Like, why French? Because Quebec is right there. Absolutely. And then you... No, it's, it's, so, it's so true. And, you know, obviously you can, you can find a bunch of... I, I saw like three or four or five different stories that we've done over the past, what, two, two days about, about all this. So, like, you know, obviously we've reported on the local perspective of things, and you can check that out. And, I mean, a transition for this can be... The reason the borders shut down is because... I mean, was shut down and, you know, hopefully will reopen soon is because of COVID. And... I saw today, you know, unfortunately, two more residents in Clinton County, I believe, died recently yes, because of COVID. It's so sad, but I'm concerned that we're seeing, you know, we're kind of numb to it, I guess, in a sense, when you see that. Maybe maybe more so now. Not, I'm not trying to dismiss it, but are we at the point now where some people might see that report and be like, oh, well, okay, you know, that's unfortunate. But I, is it hitting, is that, you know, when you see in a headline, you know, two more deaths or something like that, is that having the same impact that it did originally? Um, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and, and to some people, maybe, yes. But we're approaching 100, almost 100 deaths in the three-county area. Yeah. And for us, that's a big number. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, personally, I think I, we, I want us to do our best to impress upon people as strongly as we can um, the reality of this. Sure. I mean, um, a death by COVID, believe me, is, is no, not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully people are taking it as seriously. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe we need to do more to stress that. Um, I, yeah. Because, I, you know, a lot of, it's the old, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, attitude yeah. that I think people have, um, and the fact that it's been around for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's the never ending debate of like you have a news cycle and then the twenty four hour news cycle like something gets old and you want to move on to the next thing you want to move on to the new topic. Well, the unfortunate thing is for many reasons this isn't going nope. away. No, nope. still there. And I think that's what's so frustrating about it. But I saw that today, and like for me personally. Like, when I see that, it hits me the same as if, you know, with the first couple of COVID deaths around here. It was awful. Like, and it still it is. is. Like, and I think what bothers me more so than anything else is it is in the back of my head. It's like, wow, I don't think this is hitting home for people as much as it did before. And, like, for me, I, it still bothers me a ton to see that. But, like, I, I worried that the perception of it, maybe people are dismissing it a little bit more than they were originally. Well, all they need to do is think about each person that dies of COVID most likely is alone on a ventilator mm-hmm. and has been for days or weeks. Yeah. And it's it's just, like I said, it's not It's pleasant. sad. It's not fun. No, it's very, it's very sad. But, yeah, with that in mind, I mean, obviously the vaccine initiatives are out there. We're getting the booster, you know, getting more boosters. And hopefully things can continue going in the right direction. There's certainly positivity in regard to the pandemic, especially with the border reopening and things like that. And we'll see how things go. No, and and as um you know um I was glad Fernando um a reporter Fernando Alba went out onto the street, did a man on the street thing, which if you like talk about COVID, you know, <laughs> there was a time when that would have been you know something we wouldn't even think about doing going out on the street. But is that we sent him out to um chat with some of the locals and get their thoughts on the um, border reopening, 
And is that I found it interesting that that was partially one person said, you know, they were a tad concerned about the spread of COVID from Canadians and more people in general coming down here. But then as the Clinton County Health Department said, is that people know how to do it nowadays, you know, on whether or not they choose to is another question, but is that people know how to mask to, um, you know, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, be smart about it. And so I appreciated that part of it is that in the whole economic discussion, it can be lost that there's still the virus circulating yeah. around us and that we are inviting more people down here and you got to be smart about that. So no. um, as I think the health department said, you know, just use your common sense. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, we're allowing Canadians coming in that are fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they will join the crowd here that is fully vaccinated and mm-hmm. pretty much apples to apples kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But still, the n- more numbers. Yes, and again, it's chances. just, as Joy was saying, you know, kind of is there any chance to just, you know, we know how to do this, just be smart about it and yeah. use your best practices, control the controllables, and we'll be good. There so we go. And control the controllables. Yes, <laughs> casualty today I heard about from COVID is Uh-oh. devastating. Uh-oh. St. Alexander's Church annual harvest dinner will be takeout only. Really? Yes. Well, sm- smart move by them. You know, you I love go- going there and sitting Where's St. Alexander's again? Morrisonville. Morrisonville. Oh, my parish. Okay. <laughs> well, they have the big auction. They might as well call it St. Latemplios. Yes. <laughs> they had the, the baked goods and the, uh, the, the auctions and the craft tables yeah. and everything. You go and you hang out. You have a big old turkey dinner. Yeah. Um, I always knew the guys in the serving line to give me a little they extra. Give a little extra. <laughs> I have I have one hot take that might that might shock some people. For people who know me, they they won't be shocked by this. I am not a turkey guy. Never have been. Oh, I don't know what you're missing. I no, I do you, know what I'm missing. Thanksgiving then, Joey. Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken or roast beef. Usually. Roast beef. Or some type or some type of beef. What about toast and popcorn? Toast and popcorn, always. <laughs> Charlie Brown throwing the pretzels and the jelly beans. Yeah. That's good stuff. Just don't have Snoopy's ear in the, from the toaster. But I look, I look forward to the church dinners every oh, yeah. year. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. And I think last year last year must have been takeout only as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, that's unfortunate. Well, but at least they're having them. To cheer, to cheer you up, let's talk about the Vulcan. The Kraken? The Vulcan. The Vulcan. The train. Oh, Did yes. Wah, 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 I, <laughs> I forgot that's what they called it. Yeah. The um, Lion Mountain yes. Museum. Yes. Live long and prosper. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was cool. I, w- I drove to so Lion tell, Mountain. Tell, yes. so, so people know what so we're what talking about here. Yeah, what is the Vulcan? Yes, this is an old, um, it's not a real train train. It was a mini train kind of thing that they mm-hmm. used to, to bring the iron ore, I guess, from the mines in Lion Mountain to the blast furnace in Standish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the I picture, you know, the, the, the traditional old timey like um, you have the cave and then the mine cart kind of comes like rolling yes. in the cave and it's like that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like the carts in uh, Gringotts mm-hmm. in uh, Harry Potter. Oh yes, well, yeah. If we <laughs> use Don't the know the reference, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, this is. I think it was a 1923 model, mm-hmm. um, made of all metal. Thing must have been heavy as heck. Mm. Um, Frank Paps, the legendary Frank Captain Frank Paps. Sounds like a li- sounds like it. a sounds like a linebacker for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> he was a beauty. He was a local legend. He ran the Juniper, 
Okay. The boat tours off of uh, uh, where it now oh, is Plattsburgh right. Marina. Didn't the press Otherwise used to... known as the Booze Cruise. Yeah, didn't the press used to have like parties on the Juniper sometimes? Um, like I don't know if we ever had any official parties. <laughs> 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 but the Booze Cruise was awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know where the City Marina is now? Yeah. Where they go for the fishing tournaments? Well, it, sure. it was a lot different there. It was There was basically a junkyard there. Which I thought, Frank owned. I thought that used to be like the city dump or something. Well, it looked like it. Okay. <laughs> I remember one time people were complaining about uh, uh, what a mess it was down there. Because he literally owned uh, everything down yeah. there. Yeah. So he planted like four rose bushes. Hey, <laughs> was, there, there, you there, there, there you go. <laughs> There's your ambiance. <laughs> he was like that. He was such a character. I, I have people. I loved him. Yeah. Uh, he found, and he was a collector of old cars, old boats, and stuff like yeah. that. As anybody who runs a junkyard, they like stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he found that train somewhere, somehow, <laughs> and donated it to the Champlain Valley Transportation Museum mm-hmm. over on the old base. And it, it was there. Um, and Lion Mountain, small community of Lion Mountain, ha- actually has a museum uh, based mostly on the mining industry, yep. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's in the old train station. Yeah. So they thought, well, this is appropriate. Let's bring the train to Lion Mountain. So with the help of Luck Brothers and their massive crane, <laughs> they got it lifted up and brought it to Lion Mountain last week. That's so and cool. They have a special cement platform mm-hmm. they built, um, and it's going to sit right outside the museum. And it was in Frontier Town? Apparently at some time, yeah, I don't know if Frank loaned it to them. In Frontier Town in Newcomb or wherever. Yeah, in yeah. North Hudson. Yeah. Um, it was down there as an attraction. Um, I think it ran. It actually ran. Oh, on the, fascinating. On the tracks there. That's pretty cool. Point. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and so. now to to give an idea of the size of it, and Joey can maybe help me describe it a bit, is that... It's, I mean, it's, it's it's not enormous, but it's no. I mean, what you can kind of picture is, I would I would like it's to about what six and a half seven feet tall. It's kind of like an amusement park ride. Yes, it's a, that's yeah. a, that's a great way to say it. Like kind of what you would see at an amusement park. Yeah, I would say it's about I would say it's about eight feet tall, and you kind of, I don't know how wide you want it. I mean, how long you want to say it is probably about 20, 20, 20 maybe like. 24 feet, something like that. You but know? you're right. It's, it's concept, very much an, 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 an amusement park. Yeah, what we're <laughs> trying to say is, like, it's not this gigantic train or anything like that. Think <laughs> think of it almost like, you know, when you see an old-timey car, like a Model T or something. You mm-hmm. know, think of the train comparison to that now compared to, like, what you would see a Model T and you could see, like, an F-150 now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the size difference, something along those mm-hmm. lines. But that's it's, re- it's cute. No, it's that's really cool. Right? Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's really nice for Lion Mountain to have a museum up there to yeah. share the history and uh, of what went on there yes. over and the Yes, and that's the same story is that, you know, um, yes, the Transportation Museum was an appropriate place for it, but this has transportation and the mining mm-hmm. there, and this was a mining train, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, the Transportation Museum, unfortunately, I think has been shuttered. I was wondering about that. I read part of that in the story, and yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> and that, that's a shame, because they have some really cool cars in there. Mm-hmm. They have some old Lozier's that were uh, really? produced here in Plattsburgh wow. about 100 years ago. They're really nice. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. But no, and, and it's always good is that, you know, um, there's, yeah, imagine how much history there is in, well, we certainly know there's a lot kind of 
rusting down in Frontier Town right now, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah. oh, didn't it just reopen? No, it's it's, re- it's reopened. There, are, uh, there was. Yeah, somebody <laughs> bought it, and like, yeah, because there's an area down there. I was actually down there recently. Like, there were certain areas where you used to actually be able to go, kind of like for a walk or like take photos and stuff like that, and you can't do that anymore because it's posted property no. now. And yeah. actually, at one time, it was a McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. They had. I think <laughs> the, Mc- I, the it's be the McDonald's is. It, that building was bought by somebody, and I don't know what's going there, but it was bought. So yes. that building is not going to waste. Yeah. And if they opened a Wild Westy McDonald's, that would have been awesome. That was it was, <laughs> wasn't. I thought it was kind of like kinda that or was. something like that. Yeah, it was part of. It was the McDo- Frontier Town McDonald's, <laughs> something along those lines. But no, that's kind of cool. And um, to shift to uh, some sports stuff, so I'll start with some of the sad, uh, sad news first. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the things that. For me, it was actually the tough... I would say... I've covered some tough stuff. And I covered something that was just... Gut-wrenching and, and heartbreaking on, on Saturday this past week. When um, I was covering the Plattsburgh high Saranac, uh football game. And um, Ben Bordeaux, the Plattsburgh High quarterback... he um, it was, This was during the second quarter. He dropped back to pass and um, rolled out of the pocket and ended up running for what ended up being a 36-yard touchdown run. Um, and at the end of the touchdown run, um, he his, uh, his leg snapped. Um, and he was down on the ground, and he was screaming in pain. Um, and he immediately himself was asking for an ambulance. And um, come to find out later down the road, once he had a, an official x-ray and things were confirmed, um, he, he broke his femur. And, and Joe, before I go any further into the story, I mean, we talked about this. I mean, a broken femur, it, that's what you see during car accidents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what's so... Strongest bone in the body. Yes. Strongest bone in the body, and, and, and he broke it. Um, there was nothing dirty about the plate or anything like that. It was just a football play, and I think that's something, you know, down the road, and even now you can kind of take away from it. It's like, at least, at, least it wasn't the, at least it wasn't caused by something dirty, because um, I think that would have been terrible. But... From my from yeah from my perspective, these were the tough. This was the tough thing. First of all, I still have to report on that in some capacity, and I don't want to report on that, but like I have to, and it's really important because I have to tell what happened. I mean, more so than anything, a lot of people weren't there, but they're going to want to know. So I have to do my part to to try and um, to try and interview the people to get the story. So. I watched the moment where it happens, and the thing that broke my heart the most was watching Mike Bordeaux, Ben's father, who's also the Plattsburgh High football coach. He goes over to his son, and he sees what happens, and he can't really do anything about it. Um, Obviously, Ben is attended to. He's put in an ambulance and taken immediately to the hospital. Um, And then the game resumes. I mean, I think that's something that gets lost in the heart of things. It's like the kids had to play after that. They had to play all but a quarter after that. Tough. Um, and that's real tough. And I can only imagine what was going through Mike Bordeaux's head as he continued to coach at the game, knowing what had happened to his son. Um, that's tough. That's gutsy right there. That's that's the heart of a champion. And um, so the game ended. Plattsburgh ended up winning twenty-eight to nothing. Um, and then afterward, I, I've I've expressed this to Mike already, but I, I want to express this like really sincerely on the podcast too. After the game was done and he addressed his team. I would have totally understood if he needed to like immediately go and go to the hospital and be with his son. But he actually took the time and he walked right up to me and said, it's okay, we can do the interview. I know you need to do a story. Um, and I said, are you sure? 
And he's like, nope, let's do it. So I asked him a couple of questions. I got some stuff that I could include in the story, which was very important because yes. I needed to include that perspective. But for Mike to take the time to do that, uh, given the circumstances, that shows the type of guy he is. And that shows the rapport and the respect that he has for what we do here still. Um, and, and I can't thank him enough for that. And afterward, um, you know, I was able to put the game story together and a lot of people like wanted to know more information. And that's one other thing that I wanted to share with all of this is a lot of, some people were saying like, well, why don't, why, why don't we know what the injury is? Or why don't, you know, why is, why is the story that we're reading about the game? I want to know more about the injury. Well, the thing is we can only share so much information initially before it gets into health and privacy laws. And you have to respect the privacy of, of the kid you have to respect the privacy of the family and so so on and so forth. So that's why initially you didn't see anything. But a day later, I kind of did my part in trying to do a follow-up story. And I reached out to Mike again and I said, how has Ben doing? And Mike shared a bunch of details with me about, um, you know, Ben's recovery and his surgery. And he had to have a titanium rod put into his leg um, to have the femur heal properly. And I got a bunch of details from that and was able to do a, a follow-up story on that. But I just wanted to share a couple different things. First of all, I, I wish Ben the best recovery possible. Like that's a heartbreaking injury for him and him being a senior, you know, his football season is done. Um, I wish the best for the Bordeaux family. I wish the best for PH, the PHS football team. And I, I wish the best for all the football players because, you know, I said in, I said in my initial story, that's the dark side of football nobody wants to talk about. Everybody knows injuries can happen, but everybody hopes it doesn't. But sometimes the realities come to the forefront, and that's what happened in that case. Yeah. I mean, football, uh, contact sport, we mm -hmm. know the risks, um, but it is unfortunate. Um, I feel bad because uh, I covered PHS the week before, my first football game in about 25 years. I know. <laughs> so I hope I didn't jinx the Bordos. No. Uh, Mike Bordo, yes, my former teammate. Yeah. Midas Mudhen teammate of the CVBL. Well, the old days. Um, Mike yeah. still plays. And, um, <laughs> Why yeah. don't you still play? <laughs> I should. Um, yeah, and the week before, Benny had a great game. He yeah. threw for like 268 yards, four touchdowns. Yep. Uh, He's a great athlete. Yeah, it was looking good. So it is It is a shame yep. uh, that he has to go through this. But um, strong kid. Hopefully he'll bounce back. Absolutely. And, and be well, okay. certainly his injuries do not dis diminish in any way his previous, um, you know, achievements. Oh, no, not at field, all. That kind of thing. Not so at I all. was looking through our Facebook page to post something, and I saw our videos tab, and one of them was Ben Bordeaux makes awesome catch. Yes. And was that the, like, the fingertip um, yep. catch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. But wanted to share that story. Two other sports stories that I want to share. First of all, Congratulations to Willsboro's Jenna Ford on breaking the all-time Section 7 girls soccer scoring record. Yes. Um, yes. She broke... Willsboro! Yes. She broke Helen Giroux's uh, story... Uh, story. She broke Helen Giroux's record of 149 uh, career goals, and Jenna Ford now has 100... Actually, more than 150 now, but she broke that last Saturday as part of... Um, actually, as part of a great game between Willsboro and Seton. Willsboro ended up winning 4-3. Um, as part of the breast cancer awareness game that the two teams have now, second annual one that they've done, and they've ra they raised over fourteen hundred bucks, uh, you know, for breast cancer awareness in the Fitzpatrick uh, Cancer Center here at CVPH, which is really cool. And um, congratulations to Jenna Ford. I think that's awesome. And I actually yesterday, Ben, had the pleasure of going down to your alma mater yeah. and having a and having a sit down with Jenna. Yeah. Um, and there we will soon have a, a nice one on one interview with myself awesome. and Jenna yeah. as a as a little uh, as a little profile story and. 
Um, you want to talk about a fun, enthusiastic, like, individual? She is awesome. Yeah. Like, I cannot express enough. Like, I have interviewed a lot of different high school kids, and some are much more conversational than others. And she, by far, has cemented herself as the best talker. <laughs> and not only, like, you know, you know, just a nice chat, but, like, thoughtful, thoughtful, like, information and, and concise thoughts. So... I really look forward to putting that together. That will either be out later this week or early next week. Big Grom Smart in Willsboro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was really cool, though. So oh, that's awesome. I, I'm really happy. to. I'm, I'm excited to put that story together. And people might say, well, you already did a story on Jenna Ford. And, yeah, I did a story on the game. But I want to do a story just kind of about her a little mm-hmm. bit and tell oh, her story a little bit more. She's been having a great career. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and there's a very interesting – I'll tease one little thing. There's something about her record that people kind of hold against her. Is like she's scored a lot of goals against, like, smaller schools, Maybe not the, as uh, against the most strong competition. And she, um, I asked her about that. I said, does that bother you that some people kind of give that stigma to it? And she's like, yeah, it does. And she said, you know, granted, sometimes we, we're not playing against the strongest of competition, but, you know, we're still going out there and playing as hard as we can. And we can't control who we play. And I said, that's so true. And, and I think that's something, yeah, of course, like, if if she was on if she was playing you know class B schools class some class C schools maybe she wouldn't score as many goals but that's not the case you can only play the opponents you're scheduled to play. Did they play Mariah? Um, not sure. Uh, I'm no, not sure. That would be an interesting matchup. Um, yeah. I don't care what league you're in. 150 goals is 100 150 goals, goals is 150 goals, <laughs> and also and also a little bit of exciting news too. I in, as part of the story I will be. Detailing a bit of what her future may have in store um, as well, and it sounds like she, it sounds like she will be staying local. So that that's nice. Uh, Speaking of girls' scoring records, uh, congratulations to Sid Myers. Yeah, of the Saranac girls broke uh, Ellen Thu's single season career scoring record. With she now has twenty six goals. The record was twenty four. Having a great year, great junior season for Sid Myers. And the Saranac girls. And it is really cool. And one final thing that I just wanted to to make note of is yesterday I was going through some of my photos. And I I noticed that I had like a culmination of different like celebration photos over the past couple weeks. And it just like makes you think, you know, like this is what sports are about. Like look at how happy these kids are. And like last year we wouldn't have gotten those celebrations either because they were all wearing masks. Now for a reason, obviously. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been wearing masks, but... What I'm saying is, like, look at all the happiness that these kids are having. Like, look at how much sports mean to these kids. It's huge. And it's so great to see that. And, like, if, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go on my Twitter um, and, and at Joey LaFranca and, and just check out, like, what I'm talking about. I just put four photos up there, a couple soccer celebrations, and then also our, our one and only Adam El Shafay, Lamia El Shafay's son, <laughs> um, also with his hands in the air. Yep, there you go, Joey. Very nice. Very um, nice. It's just it's so much happiness, like, and you can't beat that. Like, to see how happy these kids are, that's what it's all about. And, yeah, you know, if I can do my part to convey that to the public in whatever way possible, I'm going to do it because, you know, after losing sports last year in different capacities, COVID, you know, to see them back now, it, it's so great. And just a little happy note that nothing, nothing crazy, you know, not not a big, you know, news type of topic or anything, but just it's great to see the kids happy. Absolutely, uh, sports is happiness nowadays. Well, sports yeah. is a big part of a lot of kids' lives, and uh, it, you know, those it provides good experiences, good life 
experiences, and you can get a lot of value out of it. Yeah, no question about it. Well, that's all I had for the sports update. That's a that's a happy note to end it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-oh. Now we got to end it on a sad note. <laughs> I have a story. Yes. Oh, yes. Go ahead and tell your story. Yes. I've, well, been, I've been waiting for this. Okay. Now, <laughs> I, I, something's, every time I, it seems I go in public, there's an incident okay. <laughs> which I can't avoid. I don't the know names why. have been changed here to protect the... Yes, the I won't say what... <laughs> Name of the restaurant, but a local restaurant, which may or may not be in Clinton, Essex, or Franklin counties. <laughs> so one of those. A um, uh, good friend of mine that I grew up with in Rochester, New York, was in the area uh, recently with his wife mm-hmm. to do some leaf peeping, as yeah. people do. So he called me and said, um, hey, you want to get go out to dinner? I said, Absolutely. Um, he's like, well, why don't you pick a place, um, and we can come meet you. So we picked a place, um, probably about a half an hour away or so. I'm doing, I'm doing the math in my head. <laughs> yes. I'm like, where are you at? Uh, a nice place, expensive place. And we get oh. there, and it's, it's a Thursday night, and it's 7.30, and it's packed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, Thursday night at 7.30, it's still packed. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in the area yeah. coming to see the leaves. <laughs> so we get a seat and we're sitting there and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and finally a waitress comes and like uh, let me take your order I was like well how about take our drink orders tell us the specials yeah um, did you uh, actually say that no oh, okay. she says well, uh, just tell me what you want I'll put it all in together <laughs> I'm like okay I mean I understand restaurants are short staffed yeah um, maybe she was trying to help you out they're working hard yeah um and that place was busy, but there was a lot of waitresses running around. There. Mm-hmm. They didn't look short-staffed, but anyways. <laughs> um, so, whatever. So, she brings her drinks, and we're sitting there chatting. I hadn't seen my friend in years, yeah. and we're, we're having a good time. And um, I wanted to get a picture mm-hmm. of us, so I'm looking for the waitress, and I don't see her anywhere. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. So, another woman walks by who looked like kind of like she was the head waitress. Yeah. Um, Hostess, hostess time. yeah. And I kind of wave her over, and she's like, uh, what can I do for you? I said, can you take our picture? And she says, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, my God. And turns around and huffs off. <laughs> and I'm like, looking at my friends and my wife, and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> Joe, Joe's had like a Larry David moment. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking about. She's like, no, I'm not taking your picture. <laughs> I was like... What? Oh my God! <laughs> wow! I couldn't believe it. Wow! That's a so, normal thing in a restaurant, yes. right? Yeah, sure. I've told that story too. Has said, yeah, you know, that's just a, an obligation. Mm. <laughs> it's how hard is it to snap a photo? <laughs> <It's> a <courtesy. laughs> I mean, there was like she I probably was, went back and be like, "Hey, spit in this guy." <laughs> <laughs> there was stunned silence, and I'm looking at my wife and my friends. I'm like. Did that just happen? That, she that, she that, said no. As I tell Joe is that you get the, the waiter, the waitress, they're like, oh, all right, you know, how do I work this? Okay, everybody get yeah. in. All right, how's that look? All right, it's yeah. all nice. It's all nice. No. <laughs> I mean, hey, she didn't want to take a I photo. I thought you would appreciate that. I would because that sounds like something that would happen to me. <laughs> that sounds like some altercations that I've had. So sometimes. now I'm going to be gun shy. I'm, I'm never going to ask anyone. No, I, I think, I think I, you know what? I'm going to tell you the exact opposite. Get right back out there. I want you to just go to <laughs> some place. Yeah, get back on the horse. Get back on the bike. I want you to, like, tonight, I want you to just go to a place, just order, just get a drink. I don't care. 
and just ask somebody, hey, can you take my picture? Just of yourself. <laughs> just like, can you take to a picture? Reaffirm <laughs> yes, <laughs> to reaffirm that there are good people out there. Joe just lifts up his glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, well um, a little while later, our actual waitress came, and I said, yeah. Can you take our picture? Yeah. She's like, oh, no problem, no problem. Okay, so you got so we got the photo. Okay, but the initial encounter was like, oh my gosh, I never in my life <laughs> expected her to say no. Are but, you positive that the person before worked there? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the one thing I could think of. Maybe like she actually didn't work there. Oh, no. thought she was she a did. boss type. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she was above you then. She was a. She was a. She, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. This is, this is how villains are made. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Is, That's crazy though. Um, villain origin story. And it, you know, initially I'm thinking, oh, I mean, it's expensive. The bill was expensive, and I was like, <laughs> no tip. Uh, but no. That would have been a Poor good. Service. That now that would have been a Larry David move right there. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I actually gave him gave him twenty percent uh, mm-hmm. because you know it wasn't our waitress's fault. Well, and plus, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna hold grudges. No. Uh, but I was shocked. I was a little surprised. That's that's a hilarious story though. <laughs> like, Isn't it? there's no other way to put that. That's that's. I can see you being like, "What just happened?" <laughs> Clearly, yeah. you need to go beyond asking and just say, "Take our picture." <laughs> yeah. It's like you're a paying cu- you're a paying customer. You ask one of the employees there to do something for you. You know, you could ask them. You know, what if what if you ask like, uh, "Can I get a refill on my water?" And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> most of the time, the waiters or waitresses they're happy to do it because oh, yeah. they're going to think, "Oh, they're happy I did this. They'll tip me better." Yeah. Uh, but it was like, no. I'm always <laughs> yeah. like, whenever you're out to dinner, like say you're out to dinner with like friends or like you know relatives or something like that, you get the old like kooky uncle or grandpa mm-hmm. or something, and like he's just weird like around. He's not being weird like to intentionally be weird. He's just kind of like that's Drawing his personality. Attention. Yeah, and you're like, oh, just stop. Like it's, <laughs> it's like those are the awkward altercations that you can have like in a in a restaurant sometimes. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's hilarious though. What a great story to end things. Yeah, on. so glad you redeemed in the end though, Joe. So <sighs> yes, that's. Uh, it, it's I'm still traumatized. That's right up there with my Panera grilled cheese yes. and, and soup story, mm-hmm. which yes. I'll, I'll I'll share for I'll save for another podcast. Uh, that was good though. But anyways, well, well if that's the worst of my troubles, then I'm yes, that's know. not bad. I think you're I think you're doing pretty well. First world problems right there. Um, that's like when you get upset that your Netflix movie can't download on the airplane or something. Yeah. Um, but all right. You can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can also find it on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds. And if you can't find it anywhere else, you let us know, and we'll try and put it where you can find it. If you're going on the flight, you can download some PressRepublican podcasts. Yeah, that's right. If you want to listen to them. There's 58 of them now. Sweet. Get through a pretty long flight. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly fly to and back uh, like ten times. Or wow, probably you flew from Boston to Sydney, Australia. Why did you do the whole time? Do you think if some Do you think if somebody podcast. were to listen to like fifty eight our fifty eight episodes, would they know our life stories by this point? <laughs> they story. would know us pretty well. They would know. Story. They would know us pretty well. They'd be like, "Oh, these guys are pretty cool." I would hope at least. I would <laughs> hope. But anyways, well, thank you everybody for listening. And Joe, why don't you go ahead and sign us off? Thanks everybody for listening, and thanks for your support. And we wish everybody a little week. So I thought.